Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Looks like I'm live everywhere on my links here Facebook, Periscope, uh, Twitter, podcast. And I'm going to break down the entire uh, Tom Brady and uh, Howard Stern interview. Listen to the whole thing last night, replayed. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Very rare, by the way, to find a Howard Stern interview nowadays on YouTube. I want to say the Hillary Clinton one and this one was broke down. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, welcome to Sportscope, everybody. I also want to talk about Jadavion Clowney saying the least likely team that he is going to uh, play with or sign with is going to be the um, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's going to be fine. Uh, just going back and looking what they paid for him, uh, I, I think they're going to be okay with the draft. Uh, may have a shot at, uh, I want to say the guy's name is Yannick for Jacksonville. But first of all, before I get started, I just want to say, as of yesterday, a little bit of old news. But a little bit of positive news that uh, Wuhan, China, has lifted their 76-day uh, lockdown. So we for the coronavirus. That's that. For those you don't know, that's that's where the coronavirus started at, and uh, they they lifted up their uh, ban there, uh, or lockdown. Excuse me. Uh, for Wuhan. So, you know, we're going to get sports in this country, folks. We're going to get basketball back. Uh, I think the NBA will probably be the first to come back, and I think the others will follow. I haven't read too much about hockey, but uh, not really cover a lot of hockey on this show, if any. Uh, I I think it's going to be the NBA, Major League Baseball, and and then, of course, football and everything is going to fall into place and golf and whatnot. But anyways, okay, you know, what everybody else is probably not talking about this Tom Brady interview with uh, Howard Stern. I've listened to a few of the other media, but I didn't, uh, I did not, I didn't hear one thing. And and that thing is that uh, Tom Brady didn't even start playing football until he was in high school. So maybe that's why. He rolled the bench for uh, Lloyd Carr uh, in Michigan uh, until to his senior year, and you know he talks about his reps. You know, uh, I had uh, I had three reps. I had ten reps with the first team, and eventually I worked my way up into getting thirty reps. Now, where did that transition come from uh, when he moved from California to Michigan? to go to Michigan, which I thought was interesting. Uh, You know, Tom Brady sought out this guy named Greg Harden, a sports psychologist at the University of Michigan. And he helped him not play the victim card. Uh, A lot of us do this. Uh, You know, me being included. You get ticked off because you don't get the job you want right out of college or starting to college and you feel like you're working harder than everybody else. Instead of Feeling sorry for yourself like I have before in my life at, at times. 
you know, he gave him the right fortitude through his sports counseling to to um, to go out there and work his butt off and, and make his way. You know, my dad used to tell me. Now he's told he's taught me a lot of bad habits over the years. But he always had some good, wise sayings when I was a kid, you know? And he still got some now. And that is, the harder you work, the luckier you get, you know? And Tom Brady is considered by some, me being used to be one of those people, one of the luckiest people on the face of this earth. And now I realize, and a few years ago, actually, that the guy just works hard, you know? And, and um he worked himself into that starting position uh, eventually for the senior year at Michigan and, 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 and eventually the same thing beating out. Remember this, he beat out, even though the guy was coming back from injury, a number one overall pick, a former number one overall pick in Drew Bledsoe. Uh, you know, and, and, and Howard Stern compares him uh, Brady to Michael Jordan. And, you know, with the Michael Jordan, I've been watching a lot of Michael Jordan stuff here lately with, with, with the documentary coming out on April 19th. I'm looking forward to that. Like it's like, it's this, uh, big movie coming out. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Like it's actual big game. Like it's the playoff, the Michael Jordan documentary. And, and, and Howard leads into that, which is the greatest. And, you know, the reason why I'm going with this so, so deep into this, when you have arguably, most would say the best interviewer, radio interviewer of all time, interviewing arguably the greatest football player, forget quarterback, football player of all time, you're going to listen. I studied the greatness of people. Emulate, do as or better than, you know? It was one of the big words I, I, I learned in college. <laughs> Emulate, do as or better than. So, you went back to the interview. So, you know, so Tom Brady gets this uh, sports psychologist, helps him have a better vision on his life. He stops feeling sorry for himself, you know, and then eventually becomes the, the starter at, at his senior year at Michigan. Now, remind you, people that just jumped on, this guy did not, nobody's talking about this. He did not start playing football to high school. And then other take to that, you know, with all this talk about CTE, football safety, uh, and the new CBA, they want less and less hitting in practice time. You know, I played peewee football, 11 and 12. Maybe that's a step up from that. And I did play basketball organized, uh, even with the high school, uh, the high school meaning like freshman year, everybody else get bigger. But uh, I'll say this, I got injured. Uh, I still have an issue with my funny bone to this day. Uh, football practice is rough, you know, and I, I think that that's 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 a sign of the times. And I think that's a, what we should do in the future. I mean, just start playing football 14, uh, not seven, not eight, 14. Tom Brady didn't start playing to, to his high school. It really took me back. I did not know that. I've read a lot about this guy over the years. Uh, more takes into Tom Brady. His dad was, uh, you know, Howard asked him about partying in high school and sex and all that stuff, how much, you know, it's typical Howard Stern stuff. And, you know, Tom Brady says his dad uh, 
looked into going to uh, a priesthood after high school and because his grandfather was an alcoholic. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So he, he said he, he felt bad. He, he didn't he didn't. He said he did smoke weed and drink and all that. But early on in his high school years and, and then later on that fell off. So that's some interesting stuff that I wrote down here. Um, you know, at the very beginning, I'm going through it in chronological order. Plus, there, there was some, some other stuff that was wrote down about this interview. It, let's see, Brady, you know, and then uh, he, he um, like I said, the uh, only thing he talked about Belichick, about credit and all that stuff. And basically, he was saying that, uh, you know, he helped me become the best player I could be. And then vice versa. In other words, yeah, I want some, I want some, uh, I want some credit here. You know, it's funny. This guy does the Players Tribune the other day, and now he does Howard Stern. It feels like that he is a player, a typical player who just won the Super Bowl. And it's ironic that this guy's won six Super Bowls, and now he's acting like the player who just won one Super Bowl. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, let's see, Howard Bates, Brady, and this morning, $100 million, and Brady says, well, you know what, this is a business, I'm an employee, the the owners take risks too, I like that fact, he, he was wanting him to uh, bait him into saying that, uh, and then, you know, a little side note, Brady says that uh, he did say Howard Stern blew him off one time in 2000, and uh, Early 2000, I want to say in 2001 in the Hamptons in New York. Uh, what else did he say? And then Tom Brady talks about, you know, maybe this is a reason why he left the Patriots, too. Um, one of the reasons. Uh, you know, the guy put his house for sale in, 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 in 2019. We thought maybe he would leave. But he talked about Kobe dying. And the effect that had on him. And, and he says, you know, you, you cannot live life with regrets, you know. And uh, they, they talked about the uh, marriage counseling, which I know was wrote down in some of these other ESPN questions that, that this uh, lady had uh, these takes that were wrote down. And now I can't find them. Either way, this is. Um, oh, there they are. OK, I got everything. I'm a little worried there for a second. Uh, you know, him and his wife sought marriage counseling at one point and uh, said he needed to be home more and all, and all that stuff. You know, my, my thing about Giselle, uh, Tom Brady's wife and stuff, um, you know, I remember her, I want to say it was in 2011, that Super Bowl, the outburst she had about, it was it either it was either Welker or Edelman, but either way, it was some issue about the drop passes and everything, and that didn't really sit well with me. Um, and then another thing she did, which goes into another thing, he asked him about his relationship with with the president Donald Trump, and and. Um, I remember when they won their Super Bowl, their last Super Bowl, uh, Brady didn't go to the White House. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, Brady uh, had, had, had met Trump uh, back in 2001. Uh, and then in 2002, 
uh, he ho- uh, asked him to host one of the uh, Miss American pageants and all that stuff. And he said from time to time that, you know, the guy was a regular friend, basically. He called and congratulate, man, you guys are great, good game, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, he asked him to speak at the Republican convention once he got nominated and everything. And, of course, Brady declined that. And fast forward to her not letting Brady, uh, advising him as, as the wife, and then that's fine not going to the White House after uh, they won the Super Bowl. Then she goes online and starts bashing the president. Now, the way I take that is it's okay for us to disagree, uh, girlfriend, husband, or whatever. But when you do that, you're undermining uh, my judgment of a friendship. And you're letting the world know that you're in charge, Giselle. And uh, may get a little bit of heat for this, but, you know, Howard become the best by saying what he thought and not what he uh, thought people wanted to hear. Howard Stern became the best at his endeavor. He's not the most influential, but he's probably the most popular of all time. And just to sum this up, I, I don't, think, and I, and I hope I'm wrong because I'm pro-family, you know, church, family, God, and all that stuff. Uh, give it five years, they'll be divorced. Uh, little stuff like that. Little stuff like undermining him, going out, dogging the president, knowing that that's his friend. See, that undermines him to the public. Uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be uh, y'all don't think they'll be, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope they marry and, and grow old, and and they and you know he he talked about that. Giselle' uh, parents been married for a long time. His parents had been married for a long time. His dad went to seminary school. His granddad was a bad alcoholic. You know, I hope they've got kids together. I hope that it, that they live happily ever after. But my thought. When that marriage canceling thing, she said, well, it's all about you. I got stuff I want to do. Giselle's really about Giselle. You know, I'm sure she loves Tom Brady. They've got kids and everything. But I just don't think that um, crossed my mind last night. I thought, you know, they ain't going to last. Again, hope I'm wrong. Uh, Very attractive woman. But uh, little stuff like that's disrespectful. and. I think that it's one of those deals where it will become an issue as he gets uh, moves towards retirement and everything. Uh, as far as this, you know, uh, Tampa thing, I think they're going to be successful this year, and then I think he's going to miss working with Belichick and Belichick's strict system. Successful, they'll make the playoffs. I'm still waiting for free agency to finish. Um, because of the coronavirus has slowed down everything. I'm still waiting to see what they draft. Uh, they could go as far as the Super Bowl. Between now and August, anything can happen before those predictions come out. But as of right now, I got them going to the playoffs. And I think I think that it'll, it'll start going downhill in that second year that I think Brady will retire. And then he's going to do his TV 12. He's got a production company. And, and they talked about that with um, 
with with uh, Howard Stern. Now, other excerpts, you know, as far as uh, knew he's going to leave before the beginning of the season. That was a take. We all knew that. Adam Schefter said the guy had his house for sale. That wasn't a biggie. Uh, now Brady did lie on there. He, he was politically correct again. Brady lied. Uh, he does care about legacy. Uh, I've followed this guy's whole career. Uh, I've seen a lot of documentaries, read a lot about him. He uh, was always keeping up with what Peyton Manning was doing. Uh, he used some of Peyton Manning's formations and, and, and some of the stuff that the Colts did. I saw that on the on the sports show some some years back. So Brady says he doesn't care about legacy. Yes, you do. You you want to win without Bill Belichick. You can't say you don't care about legacy if you're saying that uh, we, we need we need equal credit here, me and me and Bill Belichick. So, yes, that was a lie. He was not being authentic there. Uh, let's see. Other takes, and I already talked about the marriage canceling. Like I said, uh, I said two years ago, make the transition, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who didn't just jumped on, yeah, I think they'll be divorced in five years. And I don't care who uh, criticized me for saying that. Uh, race. Uh, Brady uh, said he doesn't see race with his teammates. Uh, Howard Stern asked that. Howard Stern is is a really good radio guy, at least athletic guy out there. Um, doesn't understand team sports. Uh, for someone to grow up in inner city like myself, played sports, watch sports, talk sports, trying to talk sports for a living, uh, I know this that you you become colorblind once sports unites us. And I do think he was being uh, true about that. You know, uh, people know who I am is what he said. The guys know me. Uh, I never saw Ray. And that's true. Once you sweat tears together, uh, blood, sweat, and tears in practice and day after day and get to know people's name, you get to know about their childhood, uh, you get to know about where school they went to, whether you went to a great school, bad school. Uh, you start to know him as, as uh, you know, Dion instead of uh, number whatever. And instead of Dion Branch, the the MVP receiver, which is a black guy who who won MVP, who who, who had one stint, a Super Bowl MVP for the uh, Patriots some years back. And, and then he, he left took a big free agent contract, and then came back and played another stint with the Patriots. Uh, let's see. Like I said, uh, I've already talked about his relationship with the president. And let's see. Doesn't use weights anymore. Now, yeah, I'm a guy that uh, I've always seemed to injure myself with weights. I always thought they were overrated. One of the greatest athletes of all time uh, doesn't use weights either. I agree with Tom Brady there. Herschel Walker. Uh, he, he, he's never lifted weights. I mean, this guy does thousands with an S pushups and, and different types of, uh, arm training and stuff. Weights. I've never been a weights guy. I've used them here and there and I've always seemed to injure my, and then Tom Brady agrees with me, uh, said he would let his kids play football and talked about the luxury of Derek Jeter being his landlord. And he does have a point there. Uh, you know, it, it is a lot to keep up a house, you know, and, and when, when you have a landlord, you just call him to take care of stuff. So I like that, what he said there. And uh, that was pretty much it in a nutshell. Like I said, I'm glad to see this side of Brady. 
Uh, he's having a good time. Uh, they're going to be successful in Tampa. Uh, it's only going to be for a year, maybe a season and a half. But uh, we're going to see what the guy's made of. Very interesting uh, two-hour interview there. Uh, the, other than, you know, a few foul comments and, and, and uh, about Howard Stern, which is, you know, signature of Howard Stern. It's a really good interview. If you get a chance, look it up on YouTube and listen to it in its entirety. Okay, Jadavion Clowney. This is big news for the Seattle uh, sports fans. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, according, 27 by the way, I thought he's a little older than that, uh, remains uncommitted. And there, uh, of course, Mike Guerra. Follow of NFL Network said uh, slim to none. He signs back with Seattle. And when I first heard that about uh, Clowney, I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to look up some information on how I can trash uh, Pete Carroll and in Seattle. And then I started reading about what Seattle, and you know what, Seattle fans, that may be a huge blessing in disguise. Uh, let me read this right here. The Seahawks essentially flipped. Remember last year, they traded the Frank Clark for a first round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick swap that ended up getting Clowney for a third round pick. While you would argue Clark is a better player, Clowney's an excellent run defender and a high-sack production guy. So if the fact that they got him for nothing, let me tell you something about Seattle last year. I thought Seattle was overrated coming in and going to be awful because they gave Russell Wilson that huge contract, and they got Clowney for nothing. And, and they kept Clowney... Uh, remember, Clowney made that big play in the first 49er game to help them get another win that ultimately got them uh, that playoff spot where they went on the road and, and they beat Philadelphia. You know, uh, and, and a lot of and, and I'm reading over their draft picks. You know, they've got the 27th pick. They've got two seconds, the 59th and the 64th that they got from that Frank Clark trade. And they've got the one-on-one pick, which is a third. So uh, Yannick, I can't say the guy's last name. He's a well of a pass rusher. Uh, Probably a better, uh, some say he's a better player as well than Clowney. Yannick is is the guy from Jacksonville. Uh, He wants out of Jacksonville. Uh, Everybody wants out of Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville's rebuilding again. Uh, if they can get that guy, great. But if not, you know, Seattle has, like, again, the 27th, the second, two seconds, a third, fourth. They don't need receiver. They they, 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 they are set at receiver. I remember, Will Dizzy um, got hurt, the tight end, last year. Uh, go out and get a running back, and you can get a player in the draft. Uh, Pete Carroll has always been good at finding players uh, late in the draft, uh, that, that perform well. So, uh, so what about clowning? Clowny, I said this the other day and I still, and I still stand by, I think Clowney 
will will, will be a good fit in Tennessee. Um, he he, but you he's a guy you got to hold a lot of guaranteed money over. Uh, now remember, Clowney's coming off of uh, injury, uh, had several injuries, so he's got to get a team physical. Uh, when you're playing defensive end in the NFL, when you're edge rusher. Uh, when you're a defensive lineman, period, or a lineman, period, and you're on the, uh, you're in the trenches like that. Uh, we teams, I say we, like on the organization, uh, teams need, uh, they need to have their team doctor look at you. And this coronavirus stuff is holding all that back, folks. So Seattle's going to be fine. You know, they got that guy, I mean, a third-round pick. I had to go back. I had to read that. That was from Sports Illustrated. Uh, you know, Seattle's got $12 million in cap space. Uh, that's not a lot. I get it. But, uh, again, again, the, the, the cap for 2021 is, uh, is going to go up tremendously. So that Russell Wilson contract, who I barked and moaned and groaned and said they wouldn't get to the Super Bowl last year, about it's not too bad today on this uh night uh going into year two of that contract so seattle fans don't get bummed out uh if he don't go there use this use a third round pick to get to the playoffs it helped your defense get to the playoffs the defense was not that good very young uh i I can see them developing into something interesting there uh again tennessee philadelphia perhaps if he can go to Philadelphia and have a reasonable – Philadelphia's got the money, Jadavion Clowney. If he can go to the Philadelphia Eagles and they make headway with receiver in the draft, they could be a Super Bowl team next year. A team that I didn't think would even make the playoffs last year uh, snuck their way in and, uh, you know, and uh, Jason Garrett gets fired and all that stuff. They could go to the Super Bowl with with Clowney uh, because that that's what they need. You put him against, you put him with Flexer Cox uh, and that defense and Darius Slay. That would be a good pick. Tennessee would be a good play for at the right price for the, both organizations. So uh, those are the two main things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, a few other stories I wanted to get into, but I simply ran out of time, guys. If you like the show, share the show. If you want to find the show, I'm on Periscope. Uh, the Facebook at R Butler seven twenty three on Twitter, uh, sports S K O P E. Working on uh, getting a PayPal thing come up here. I've actually got it made. I just got to get it uh, up here to so you can tr- contribute to the program. This is uh, almost going on my third year anniversary of doing Sports Scope, which I started in May of uh, two thousand seventeen. Time flies when you're having fun, my friends. But either way, I will see you probably Saturday morning. I uh, haven't got a new – I've been working on new lineups for the program as far as start time. You know, I'm gonna, am I going to do it at 11 o'clock at night? Am I going to do it very early in the morning? I'm still up there. I'm a carrier. I work a lot of hours. I've been doing this coronavirus stuff. Uh, I'm a medical carrier, and, and uh, it's taking a lot of my time up, folks. So – uh, I will announce everything as we go. Again, this show is for the playback. So have a good day, everybody. I will see you probably uh, Thursday, or excuse me, uh, Saturday morning here on Sports Scope.
Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, podcast. Mm.